Last week I shared on thinking as a kingdom citizen. Do you remember that? Who of you think like a kingdom citizen? Or do you think like a Christian? Let me tell you in this day and age they are worlds apart. Oh, how can you say that? I, I, I came across this guy on YouTube that was talking a load of nonsense. And one of the remarks there was, um, I'm one of the few Christians that agree with homosexual marriages. And I just responded, you cannot be a Christian and support homosexuality. Hello? You see, if Jesus were here on earth right now, would he love a homosexual? Absolutely. Would he judge a homosexual? No. Would he, however, promote their lifestyle? Never in a million years. Then someone said below that, um, but so is gluttony a sin. So I said, yes, of course, sin is sin. And we're not differentiating one above the other. Sin is sin when it comes to God. Okay? But you cannot, as a kingdom citizen, say that you're a citizen of the king, but then you follow your own decrees and not his decree. And this is the world we live in today. That's why when a person says they're Christian today, I don't really listen to what they say. Hello? I want to see their lifestyle. Many people say they're Christian but do not follow the king. And if you go and you read the scriptures, it was the heathens, those that did not serve God, that called those people Christian because they were Christ-like. They lived like Christ. Their lives displayed a life like Christ, and hence they called him Christian. So we shouldn't be going around calling ourselves Christians. We should be going around calling ourselves, hello, Christianity has become a religion. Being part of God's kingdom is not, not a religion. And I read last week Luke 4 verse 43, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also because that is why I was sent. Jesus came to earth primarily to establish his kingdom, not to die on a cross. That was his prime reason that he came. Indirectly he died. Why? So that we can receive salvation. But his main reason was to establish his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And that's why we pray the Lord's Prayer, which I'll read to you later. Although you should know it. I know most, uh, 99.9 of you know it, I think. Maybe more. Then we read in Matthew 24 verse 14, it says, And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Has the whole world heard yet? So can the world come tomorrow? And you hear a lot of this, oh, God can come tomorrow. Oh, yes, you are highly mistaken. You need to read your Bible again. Okay? So when people bring these alarming prophecies, you know, the 29th of, I don't know what it was, October, September, I don't even, even, honestly, I don't even listen. I just say, oh. Is it, like Ernie says, that's what Ernie would say, is it, did you guys enjoy him? It was awesome, eh? And once again, thank you for all of the way you served, and especially that breakfast was really great, thanks, I really appreciate you guys. <clears throat> right, this, unfortunately, I think is going to be one of the hardest sermons that you're ever going to have to work through in your mind, most of you, if not all of you. And I'm sorry, but you need to hear it and get that paradigm shift. Okay. Who of you here would love to immigrate to a different country? 
Please put up your hand. One, two. Where would you like to go? Anywhere? Okay. Where would you like to go? Why? What do you like about the country? Yes, but what? What are the reasons? What are those selfish reasons? What's, what's great about that country that you would want to leave this country and go to that country? Okay. Who, have you, who else of you would like to immigrate? Come on, be honest, man. Sometimes. And where would you want to go? If you wanted to go to another country, what would be the reason that you would want to go there? Can you tell me? To be near a loved one. Okay. Because there's stability, crime-free. Okay, what else? Come on, give me reasons. If you had to want to leave, what would it be? Stability and crime-free. Okay. But if you were wanting to leave, what would be the reasons? Great education. Sorry, what else? The medical system that work. What else? You'd get more money there, right? What else? Hey? What else? Come on. If you had to leave and want to go to... What would, what would be the things that would attract you to another country? The climate... Come on, these are all the things. Yes, of course it's true. Many people go to, where do you go on holiday? If you go on holiday somewhere, where's the, the dream destination you want to go to in hol- on your holiday? Forget money, okay? Money's not an, money is not an option. Thailand, where would you want to go? Money's no option. Where, where would, the beach. Italy, the beach. Why do you want to go to the beach? Because it's warmer. Thank you. Come on next. You don't get dismissed. What else? Why do you want to go to? You want to go to the sea. Why? Because of the climate. The advantage of relaxation. The beautiful beaches. Right? Not one of you here. Not one of you here. Mentioned that you would want to go to this country or that country to visit or to immigrate because of the president. Not one of you mentioned that you would want to go to that country because of the president. Not one of you here. You're not getting the message. I should be able to leave now. You've got the message. Ah, you're not getting the message. Why do you want to go? Why would one want to go to this country for a holiday? Because of the president? Why? Because of the benefits of going to that country. Because of the relaxation and the, the food and the, the climate and the, the massages that you're going to receive. And this, you know, the security, it's crime-free, I can leave my... Come on, that's why you go. You do not go because of the president. I'm stepping on your toes, eh? You better put on your safety belt. You're going to get... Rat- I'm going to rattle many of your cages today. Bali has a, under 5 million people. Okay, in their country. Yet it's the, the biggest tourist destination for holiday makers in the world. They have... Hang on, hang on. The point, you're, get, you're not getting the point. Why do people go there? Okay, because it's a relatively cheap holiday. Is that why people go there? Because it's cheap. No, no. It's different, okay? The people are nice. 
The food is delicious. The service is great. The beaches are beautiful. It's promoted by what? They promote the president. No, of course they don't. They promote what? The benefits. What you're going to receive. You're going to receive when you come there. White beaches, beautiful. No, 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 um, what do you call it? Sewerage. You're going to have five-star service. People are going to just spoil you rotten. You're going to stay in awesome hotels, etc., 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 etc. That is how they promote their country. And people spend over 5.5 billion US dollars. That is over 77,000 rand a year, annually. We do, we've, got, we've got just as good, but we've not, our brains have not clicked in. Our government's not clicked into this truth. Because we could be receiving that. Isn't it true? You said, uh, we, we're more or less the same. But we've got far more beaches, beautiful people, but there's no stability and there's no this and that, okay. The whole point is you, you go there because there's stability and all these things. But what I'm trying to get through to you, and I don't know if your brains have clicked it, why, what do they promote when they promote a country? They promote who? The president? Or do they promote the benefits and the advantages of going to that country? Ah, have you got it? Some of you are getting very worried now. In order for people to want to go to a country, you have to promote the benefits and the advantages. You're a fool if you present the president or the prime minister or the government because they change, right or wrong. Oh, you know, you clicked. Why does the church then preach the president and the prime minister and the government instead of the kingdom? Mm. But I told you, put on your safety belt. Jesus came and when he preached, did he preach himself or did he preach the kingdom of God? He said, he didn't sound the answer. He said, I am the door. I'm not the destiny. I'm the door. If you are a business owner, and let's say you have a clothing shop. What do you promote? The door, or do you promote the clothing, the merchandise? Why do you think the world is not running into the kingdom of God? Because we are preaching the wrong thing. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you as well. And what were those things? You won't have to worry about this or this or that. Or what? Why? Because people are seeking for things. They're not seeking for God. You need to give them the benefits. And after that, they might seek Him. Once you attract them to the benefits, then they will find Him. And the beautiful thing about Jesus is that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In all, in all countries, in all kingdoms around the world, their presidents are ever-changing. However, in the kingdom of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And hence, when they come into the kingdom and they experience the kingdom, then they will come to worship him. But if you preach 
the president and not the kingdom, you will never reach your family that are lost. That's why they're not serving God. We're preaching the wrong message. You'll speak to many, and you know exactly what I'm saying if you've shared the gospel. If you share, uh, if you speak to a Muslim, what do they immediately want to compare? Jesus and Muhammad. No, 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 you're crazy. You don't even go down that road. You, what do you share first? You say, no, no, let's talk about the benefits. Let's talk about the benefits. Okay, there's one nice benefit, 72 virgins. Wow, awesome. Well, every man here is going to say, oh, baby, let's go. Hello? What about the woman? Who wants to serve a God that is, in this day and age, you would say, I don't know, sexist, wouldn't you say? Discriminatory? Would you be happy serving that God? No. So that's a, just a load of baloney, quite frankly. Come and speak to a Hindu. Well, I'm fat and healthy, and well, I eat the cow, you worship the cow. Let's talk about the benefits of my kingdom and your kingdom. Do you understand? You need to speak to them on the benefits. You need to speak to them on the country. Do not speak to people when you share the gospel about the president. Stop sharing about the prime minister. Start sharing about the country and the benefits that you receive by going to that country. America's greatest problem is the immigration. Why? Because it's known as the land of milk and honey. You go there and you, you can go there poor. You're going to end up being very rich and then you're going to call your family. And that's why people fight to go to America. It's known, yeah, as the American dream. I think there are very few people that, I don't think any of you that would immigrate there would not end up very wealthy. Because it's the, the society, it's the way things are built. Sadly, Christianity, like I said, has become a religion and sadly has been highly perverted by the Roman Catholic Church and hence it is still, most people are still caught up in the wrong thinking and don't understand kingdom. If you preach this to most, even Christians, they're going to brand you as an heretic, right or wrong. They're going to think you're crazy. Come on. When you promote or you want to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to learn to preach the kingdom, not Jesus Christ. Are you getting it? That is why people are not coming into the kingdom of God. We preach the wrong thing. I think South Africa is an amazing country. But if you had to... <laughs> maybe I should be careful. If you had to promote this country with Jacob, President Jacob Zuma, I think, uh, who, who of you as an outside, you living outside which, and abroad, would you come into this country? Would you even contemplate it? May we start promoting Christ Jesus and his kingdom by starting from his kingdom. That when they come in and experience his kingdom, when they enter in, that they come to love and adore him because he's unchanging. What he says is everlasting and truthful. He never changes. What he says you can know is sure and amen. All other presidents, they say one thing, then they turn and change it this way and this way, and then the next one comes in and this way and this. And that's what you end up loving, that you, when you enter the kingdom of God, the stability. 
That's what we should promote. There's security. That's what we should promote. You guys mentioned those things. There's none of that. In God's kingdom, there's security. He says, my kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Who wants to be part of an everlasting kingdom? I do. Who wants to be a part of a temporary kingdom? No, I don't. Who wants to be part of a kingdom where the president, or in this case, the king, is the same yesterday, today, and forever? When he says something, you, can, you know you can say yes, thank you, and you know, he, you know you'll keep his word. Who wants that? Every human being wants that. Why do you think people will fight and say, no, vote for this one. He said this. This one said that. So I don't want that. I want that. But even that changes. But not with God. And when you enter into the kingdom of God, you end up just falling in love with the king. And it's an honor to follow his decree. Watch this. Luke 16, verse 16. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached and everyone is forcing his way into it. People should want to force their way into the kingdom of God. But the problem is we don't preach the kingdom of God. We preach the president. We preach the king. And you will not reach people like that. You will not reach people like that. Share the benefits. Share the advantage of being part of this kingdom. And then they will come to understand the door. But seek you first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things, all the things that you want, you will get. That's the beautiful thing of this kingdom. That's why in God's kingdom you don't have to worry. Because you know that he says, even though every sparrow out there I take care of. How much more so won't I take care of you? If you're part of my kingdom, you can, that, is a, that is a promise that you can hold on to. And you can say, okay, thank you. Hence, because of that fact, I never have to worry. That's why when we do worry, who of you sometimes worry? We are not putting our faith in the king who says, I will take care of you. If I don't take care of the if I take care of the sparrow and the birds out there, how much more so when I take care of you? We need to hold on to that by faith and say, right, thank you. I'm a kingdom citizen and that is a promise for me. That is a benefit that I have. So I don't have to be concerned. I don't have to be worried. No matter what wave I go through, even if that wave is about to feel like I'm going to be swallowed up, I don't have to worry. We need to learn to cry out to God. Matthew 13 verse 44 to 47 it says, Jesus speaking, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field. When a man, found, when a man found it, he hid it again and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Sold everything just to buy that field. And that's how it should be. We need to be willing to literally give up everything. Now, the key is, Jesus said to the rich man, what? It is harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than for the camel to go through out of needle. Why did he say that? Because the minute, the minute you enter the kingdom, 
everything that you have becomes the king's. Hence, you, all you are is a steward of what is entrusted to you. And they don't want to let go. They want control. When you become part of God's kingdom, he says, let go. Steward it on my behalf. And be faithful in making sure you take the two to four, four, um, whatever, four to eight, five to ten. Multiply what I entrust you. That, that eventually I say, my good and faithful servant. But most people do not want to let go of the reins of their lives. But the beautiful thing is when you do, you have this, <sighs> wow, what an awesome kingdom. I don't have to worry, be concerned, perplexed. Have sleepless nights, depressed, etc., etc. Verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Verse 47. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like like a net. Listen very carefully to this. It's like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it, were, when it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw away the bad. Okay? Verse 49. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And there will come a time where, where that's, it's, there's a parable. And he's going to take that net and he's going to say, Oh, Christian, psh, oh, kingdom citizen, going to my rest. You, maybe I shouldn't say Christian might hurt too many people, okay? I, because I love Christianity. But the problem is, is it's become too much of a religious jargon, words that we just throw around, meaning nothing. So, I, a Christian to me should be someone that follows Christ and lives like Christ, okay? So, um, let me backtrack. Someone that calls himself a Christian but doesn't live the life of a kingdom citizen. And he's going to say, fishy, bye-bye. Or non-believer, or lukewarm, chip, That's what it's saying here. Or don't you see it? The angel will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Too many, there are too many religious Christians. And guess what? Jesus is not coming back for a bride that is with with wrinkles and blemishes and that is lukewarm. He's coming back for a fire-hot church. A people that he devoted to him, committed to him. Scary, eh? Or exciting. Or challenging. We need to challenge people. Say, hey, hey, hey. Just like Jesus said. I'm about to spit you out my mouth. This pussyfooting around with me needs to stop. I'm not going to allow it anymore. Sort your life out. Because in God's kingdom... You either for me or you're against me. You either gather with me or you scatter. You either stand for me or you stand against me. And if we are not willing to stand up and be counted in this on on this earth, 
Uh, uh, God will not stand for us. Matthew 6 verse 9 to 10 says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many of you preach and teach and you pray? Kingdom prayers. Or do you pray, Lord, please give me this, please give me that. Do this for me and do that for me. And you know this and Pete Pompis did this to me. And you know this was happened then. Please do this to our land and this. But we never talk kingdom. How many of you have gone to prayer meetings and you've never even heard the word kingdom prayed? Come on, put up your hand. Come on, every single one of you. Who of you can go to a prayer event and you never hear the word kingdom of God even mentioned? Come on, please, everyone put up your hand. I've never, ever been to a prayer meeting where I've heard that. When I talk, I'm talking a big prayer event. I've never. Have you? And you've been to many, right? Have you? Have you? I've never. Yet that is one of the prime things that Jesus said. If, you, if we want this nation to change, who wants this nation to change? Hmm? And for there to be stability. And to be God. Then we need to promote Kingdom. We need to pray that the kingdom of God would come here on earth. Then you will see then our morals and our ethics and our standards and our belief system start coming into Matthew 23 verse 13. 13 once again Jesus speaking. Woe to you teachers. I'm sorry. Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees. You hypocrites. You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those who enter who are trying to. And this is what I'm telling you. You're going to get a lot of people share this with, they will think you're crazy because they're religious. They're not kingdom citizens. They're religious. There's a major difference. They're literal worlds apart. And you'll get some Pharisees and Sadducees, they're going to say, but you're crazy. And they will try and say, but you're a heretic. And even today, you're going to have people saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Meanwhile, this is the, the whole, when Jesus came, go and study what Jesus said. Jesus never promoted himself. He promoted kingdom. Other people would say, when he said, but who are you? Then he would wait till they answered. It is as you have said. He wants us to come to the conclusion of who he is. But he came to preach the kingdom. To establish his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And we as the church have failed. We have failed to take on that baton of promoting the kingdom of God. We've promoted the president. And that's why people don't want to come into the kingdom. Will they come to love and serve and worship the president? Oh, for sure. Why? Because when they come to see, but this is a president, king, king of kings, whose kingdom endures forever, that will never, never lie to you, that is honest, that is upright, that will tell the truth, that you can rely on. They will want to worship him, right? Any of you want to worship any of your presidents or kings or... Hello? Hello? 
Where did you say you want to go to? Indonesia. You want to go to Thailand. Do you know the president of Thailand? Oh, that's funny. She wants to go there, but she doesn't know. People do not want the, pre, the, the president of the country. They do not even know. They will come, when you enter into the country, then you'll see, oh, there's a, he's the president. They want to know the benefits. And when they come to experience and live within the kingdom and the benefits and the enjoyment of it, they will come to know who the president is. In our case, the king. And they will come to worship the king, who is Jesus Christ, the king of kings. Have you got it? You seem very good. Who of you are disillusioned with every president on the planet here? Anyone thinks any president of any country or kingdom is amazing? Anyone? Not bad. Do you want to, would you worship a not bad king? No. But it would be nice to be part of that, but you don't want to worship him, right? You want you will worship a king and reverence a king that is unchanging, that is stable, that honors his word. Okay? But you first have to get the people into the kingdom and experience, that's why this, that's why it talks about enter in to the kingdom of God. It's you, when you go to America, you have to enter into the culture and experience what it is like to say, wow, this is awesome. And only after that you come to understand and know the king. In any case, if you give your life to God and say, Lord, I want to be part of this kingdom. Do you think they instantaneously reverence and are amazed at the king? No. It's with time. The more you come to know God, the more you fall in love with him. The more you reverence him, the more you stand in awe of him. People want things. You need to understand this. That's why, why do you think Jesus, we read that scripture. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these benefits, all these things will be added to you as well. Because people are seeking things. They want things. Come on, be honest. That is what they're seeking. And you need to say, yeah, you'll get the things in this kingdom. And when they see, but wow, these are all the benefits. And I'll share next week some of the benefits. The benefits that we have in Christ Jesus, in his, this kingdom. They will be attracted to that. And then when they come to experience it, they'll love and all the, be in awe of the king. Yes, my daughter. Right. You didn't? <laughs> Who have you been bombarded or been in bands where they hit that? That's, okay, that's why. Be careful of that. Put on earring. I mean, what earmuffs. Anchin was saying that if she has a beautiful pair of shoes, and people admire it. They want, what do they want? Are they interested in the design or are they interested in the shoe? They're interested in the shoe, in the product. They want the product. And then you say, yes, but if you want this product, you, let me introduce you to the king. Because he will give you that product. And the beautiful thing is you'll get the product for free from this guy. Christianity it's free. Kingdom living is free. Yes. Absolutely. That's why 
you will hear people say, make sure that you wear Christ well. In other words, be a godly ambassador that attracts people to Christ Jesus or kingdom lifestyle because they see, but the way you live is different from the rest of the world and that is attracting, attractive and I want to live like that. And so many of the times we fail, let's be honest. And that's where we go and say, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive But people want the product before they want the king. And that's what you need to get, get a hold of. Have you got a hold of it? Any questions? Hello? Have you got it, guys? Do you now see why many of your family are not serving him? You're trying to push down Jesus down their throat. And they don't want Jesus. They want the benefits of kingdom lifestyle. You're sharing the wrong thing. Share what Jesus did. He never came and promoted himself. He promoted the kingdom of God. Go and read your Bible. And if you have to read it 20 times, go and read it 20 times and you will see, boom. I'll share with you on that next week because yes, if you love me, you'll obey me. That is part of kingdom lifestyle. That is part of kingdom living. You come to experience it, then he says, okay, now it's time to grow up. That's why he disciplines those he loves. That's why I give my children a hiding. I don't care what the South African government says. I will still give my kids a hiding. If they disobey me, they'll get a hiding. Why? Because they're not illegitimate children or children raised by the state. I pay for them. I take care of them. God entrusted them to me to raise them up in a godly fashion. And even God says, I discipline those I love. Don't do things with the way the world says. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the world says. Are you going to succumb to the pressure of what the world says as opposed to what God says? There's no way. You cannot then, then you're not part of the kingdom. A kingdom citizen adheres to the decree of the king. If the king says this, you just say yes, sir, and you follow If you don't, in the old times, what did they do? They beheaded you. And we read in in this, there will come a time where the fishnets will come and come into my wrist. This one, Romans 10, Romans 10 verse 9 to 10, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus Lord and believe in your heart, you will be saved. That is a promise that he gives us. And if any of you, which I don't think anyone here, because I know all of you, I can see that you love God, have entered into the kingdom of God. And my encouragement to you is, when you share the gospel, share the kingdom. Don't share the president. You'll share that later on. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can share the president later on. But let me tell you, when they enter kingdom living, they'll come to know the king very quickly. And that's why Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless you change, you become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of God because now many of you are starting to analyze this. You do not just unquestioningly say yes. Except we want to analyze and we want to negotiate. And many Christians negotiate with God. And God says, ah, 
There's no negotiating in my kingdom. There's following and obeying in my kingdom. That's why he says, if you love me, you will obey my command. And when you don't, as a kingdom citizen, what does he do? He lovingly disciplines us because we're not illegitimate children. But if we choose after discipline, after discipline, after rebuke, then he says, now, now I'm now had enough. Either you choose to love and serve me according to my conditions, or you're no longer part of my kingdom. Father, I thank you so much for every single person here. Thank you that we can be part of your kingdom. Thank you that I know that every person here is part of your kingdom. Some of us, however, do compromise in your kingdom. And for that, we repent. And Lord, we say sorry for where we've not represented you well. We understand that we've been called as ambassadors of the king. Thank you that you have conferred the kingdom of God on us. Thank you that you desire for us to promote your kingdom and help establish your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And forgive us where we have not done that. Help us, however, that when we have promoted your kingdom and the benefits, that when people come in, that we will then go and tell them how awesome you are. However, yes, I know they will come to understand and see how awesome you are. Because many times we go to a nation and then we realize what a mess their governments are. However, when we come and experience your kingdom, we realize that your kingdom is unchanging, that there's stability, that there's freedom, that there's joy, that there's peace, that there's all these benefits that we so desire and long for every single person on the planet. And we can have it even here and now. Lord, I pray that every one of us would experience the benefits, all the benefits that there are of being in your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, that we do not have to worry ever again for anything, but that we can petition and cry out to you, the one that hears every cry, every utterance from our mouth. And Lord, I pray that you would teach us to love you, that you teach us to unswervingly believe what you say, and that when you say a thing, we'll just say, Amen. And not question it like, Many grown up who wouldn't think that we're intelligent, but we'll be like children and just say, yes, sir, whatever you say. What a privilege it is to be part of your kingdom and help us to be faithful sharers, preachers, promoters of this awesome kingdom to which you've called us to. And Lord, I pray that people out there would say, wow, they are Christians because they are Christ-like. But when people ask us, we will say, I'm a kingdom citizen. I pray this in your precious name. Amen. And amen.